welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you today? I'm okay, I mean I've been sick all week so I'm a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. I hate being sick, one, because I don't like being sick sick, and two, I get so bored so fast. Uh, I mean, I've rewatched the entire thing of uh, season one of Daredevil, I've been playing a lot of... Uh, um, graveyard, graveyard keeper, keeper. Yeah. yeah. Got back into uh, uh, State of Decay two because their DLC is coming out next week. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it's mostly just sitting on the couch or half napping in my bed, just being sick. You do do what you got do to uh, recover. So. Yep. Uh, so yeah, graveyard keeper. How's how's that going? I had to do a restart on it. They did a major, major patch update that changed a lot of the game mechanics to the point to where I kind of got unintentionally sat into a corner. Oh. And, uh... You mean you, like, built stuff around you to, and you got... Uh, like, they in? moved... They moved assets. They changed game mechanics. They, uh... Did a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, nothing bad, bad. I mean, the game was kind of a little bit, a lot broken when they launched it. Yeah. Uh, so all the patches that they've done have been necessary, but it's just one of those things that uh, I kind of had to start over. So, mm-hmm. which is okay. Um, you know, I kind of painted myself into a corner with some of the choices I made anyway. So, okay. And I actually, and in the uh, four days that I've been sickened and playing, I'm actually farther ahead. Oh, um, cool. Just doing that than I had with anything else. I remember when you said you start. Restart, <coughs> I remember when you said you restarted uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and you said that you uh-huh. uh, had gotten better. So, hey, maybe it works. So, yeah. Uh, a- anything else? Uh, no. I mean, I haven't really been playing anything. I've been mostly too sick and too tired to play. But what I have been playing is, you know, those two games. So. Okay. Um. So I'm still playing Zelda. Of course, Spider Man comes out tomorrow. You all know that. Uh, the av- have you seen the adverts for the game? It's been crazy. They put it on like London bus, uh, buses, buses. Sorry, um, I saw a poster for it on Thursday on one of the buses when I was uh, walking around around town. Um, they got like these London specific buses, which are just like covered in uh, in like posters and spider symbols and PS4 logos and that sort of stuff. Um, the Sony, I think it's the Sony headquarters. I'm not sure exactly where it is. Um, they've got like this spider web thing in between one of their buildings or, or something like that so uh yeah they've gone all out with uh with advertising for it so they really really want to uh that game to do well i suppose um well, of course they do it's their i guess new ip like spider-man isn't new ip is far from it but it's their kind of new version of him um for, for their consoles and stuff um we got some some information on Spider-Man. I'll talk about it in the in the news bit. Uh, but yes, of course, I'm very excited. Uh, Boomerang did send me an email this morning saying my game was dispatched. Um, so hopefully it does arrive to tomorrow, and my plan can go as uh, things can go as planned. Um, now my PS4 hasn't like broken or anything yet, so that that's great as well. I, I haven't been on it uh, quite so much because I've been playing a lot of Zelda and stuff. Um, but no, I'll be putting, uh, I feel like I need a little bit of a break from Zelda. It can be a bit like, I don't know, I'm not that good at it, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, there was a few times where I, like, I kept dying on the same bit yesterday, and I was like, I knew what I wanted to do, I just, for some reason, I just, I just couldn't do it. I did I did it eventually and got past a certain bit, 
Um, I was doing basically a bunch of the towers yesterday because I, I really need to see the rest of the map because there's certain things in certain locations that I need to get in order to progress forward. Um, so I've just been trying to open up the map a bit more. Uh, some people find that very boring, but hey, you pick up stuff on the way, and you run into uh, the trials and stuff, and uh, you unlock more things, so it's it's not just a case of you walking across the map, doing one thing, walking across the map, and doing one thing. It's like, you know, you find trials on the way, or difficult enemies, and they have certain weapons that you can pick up. Um, so it does reward you, but it also is like, hey, this enemy can kill you, and you're dead now, so... <laughs> Um, especially with the electricity enemies, I've had a lot of trouble with them, because, like, if they shock you, not only do you take damage, but you also drop your weapon, and, like, if you're on the side of a cliff or something, your weapon will fall down the cliff, uh, maybe you'll drop your shield as well, so you'll be more vulnerable, that will slide down the cliff or whatever, and then you have to quickly either get something else out, or chase after the thing, or whatever, um, but it's a nice challenge, though, I do want to reiterate that, that I'm not, like, Oh, this is terribly bad and all that, but um, it's a nice kind of challenge. It's also it's almost like Dark Souls on my level, if that makes sense. Because I feel like I get punished if I don't do well, but then I also get rewarded if I beat difficult enemies. So um, yeah, Dark Souls fans, let me know what you or uh, well, Soulsborne fans, uh, I guess, let me know what you think of that. Um, of course, a lot of you probably think, obviously Zelda's a lot easier than like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I've played those two games, I know how difficult they are, but uh, it's got a similar kind of feel to it, at least to me personally, I don't know. Um, how would you kind of compare those? Uh, I, well, I wouldn't put uh, Zelda on the difficulty level of Dark Souls. I mean, it I definitely yeah. has more of a challenge to it. Then, you know, that's always a good thing, I mean, especially when you're re-releasing... Not essentially the same game, but when you're releasing the same, you know, kind of broad area, guess you so. want something new and something different to take care of that, and that's definitely the case, so. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe it makes me sound like a bad gamer, but, uh, that's, no, that's the way that it is. No, it doesn't make you sound like a bad gamer, it just yeah. makes you sound like somebody that's, uh, uh, playing games and is, uh, surprised and impressed by the difficulty of it. Yeah, and I guess with... Bloodborne, I did feel like I was like punished over and over again. Whereas with um, Zelda, it's it's obviously slightly easier, so I am able to like get past certain bits. Uh, but I'm at I'm at this bit at the moment where I've got two of the divine beasts left, and then Ganon himself. You, I can fight Ganon right now. You can fight him right from the start, which would be a stupid idea because you have nothing at the start, uh, apart from like a tree branch. Um, yeah, so I've got those two left, but the two divine beasts are located uh there's one where it's like really really cold and one where it's really really hot and you can get um like weather damage i suppose you would call it so i need to find um the rest of the cold and the heat outfit outfits that i need i've got the um cold jacket i think but there's like a temperature meter and it's gone down slightly but he still takes damage from from that uh, i know roughly where they are which is why i'm trying to unlock more of the map so i can find the areas that i think i need to look for uh, in order to get the outfits and then go back to the beasts and continue from there. So that's basically my plan. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing. Um, today will be the last day that I'll play it, of course, uh, until like um, the end of the weekend or so. Because I'm going to be playing Spider-Man, of course. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. So uh, let's move in to um, yeah, some housekeeping and we'll do that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. 
with a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more. Get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to Patreon and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, housekeeping. Um, so yeah, we're doing this podcast a little bit earlier today because uh, Robert is unfortunately homesick. So uh, hopefully you you do get better. Um, but yeah, uh, before Robert messaged me about being able to do the podcast early, I was submitting uh, a bunch of iTunes feeds. Uh, we already have a few that are available at the moment. This podcast specifically is available on iTunes separately. Uh, Random Gaming Talk, uh, Better Call Soul is available. If you search for Becoming Soul on iTunes, it's actually the only thing that comes up. Uh, I would think that there maybe be some kind of like, I don't know, religious podcast called Becoming Soul, or you, you could fit that into some other categories of, of things. But if you, yeah, if you search for, uh, if you search for Becoming Soul, we're the only thing that actually comes up, so you can subscribe to that feed. Uh, please rate and review it as well, that would really help us to get uh, noticed in uh, the charts and stuff. Um, but basically what I did today uh, was go through and do all of our DC stuff, and what I'm doing is... Uh, because I think you can only submit an iTunes feed with one episode in the feed. Because I tried to do it with classic reviews. And I put all the eight episodes in there. Uh, and it rejected the feed. I think that that's why. Um, because when I went to do um, Becoming Soul and Random Gaming Talk. I only had one episode in the feed. Uh, if there's a different problem with the classic reviews I don't know about. Uh, I'll try and sort it out later. Um, but those episodes are available on the website. All of our stuff is available on the website anyway. Um, but yes, I went through and did... Um, so what I've done is I've made five different feeds for the DC stuff. One's got all of the shows in it because uh, we're basically we're focused on the four different shows now. Arrow, Flash, Black Lightning and Legends because uh, we did drop Supergirl. If you are not aware of that you can go and listen to our last podcast for that. Uh, and then I made basically individual feeds for the different shows. So for Flash, Arrow, Legends, Black Lightning. Uh, they've all been submitted as of today. Uh, I'm going to try and do some of the other ones uh, after this podcast as well. Um, but yes, I'll let, once the feed hopefully gets accepted, uh, I'll post a uh, link on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, so you guys can go and check those out as well. Um, so yeah, big iTunes stuff uh, happening at the moment. Uh, in terms of content, did quite a bit in the last week or so. Um, I saw two different films. One was called The Spy Who Dumped Me, which is a uh, um, a comedy female team up sort of thing uh, where they're involved with, with spy stuff um, and it's it's really funny I, I really enjoyed it I thought it was very very good um, and what I went into the film for which was Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon sort of chemistry together with their characters and stuff uh, came off very very well so I was very happy with that uh, unfortunately uh, it doesn't look like the film's doing very well and one sign for that is because I was the only one in the cinema watching it at the time of uh, my showing so um so well, to be fair, some yeah. of those things can be really weird timing. I forget if I, I sent you the picture or not, but I know I took a picture of it. I was in the theater Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the theater release for Infinity War. Okay. And there was maybe 30 people in the theater, hmm. which okay. was very strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this, uh, that's, it's, uh, yeah, I was the only one in there, which, sure, it was nice to have 
the cinema to myself, I suppose, but uh, that's not great for the film, so I'd like a sequel, but we'll have to see if we get one or not. Um, the other film I saw was something called Searching. It's basically about this uh, daughter that goes missing, the dad goes to look for her. There's a bunch of twists and turns, none of which, none of which I'll spoil, of course, that would be stupid and wrong. Um, but no, it's it's incredible. It really, really shocked me, some of the stuff that happens in it. Uh, that's... Um, I spoke about this on Better Call Saul um, yesterday, but if I post just review of something, it means there is a spoiler and spoiler-free section. Unless it's one of like these podcasts that we do, uh, where it's for like Better Call Saul or something like that. Um, but we do we do warn you about spoilers and stuff. So, um, what else did I do? Um, yeah, we did gaming talk last week, of course, where we talked about uh, the free games for this month, which are still available. Of course, that was for Twitch Prime, PlayStation Plus, Games of Gold. Uh, a listener also asked us um, our favourite and least favourite video game companies. That was kind of a fun discussion. Um, I did a spoiler-free consensus, like, is it good, is it bad, what is it good at, uh, for season one of Amazon's Jack Ryan, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that was quite fun as well. Uh, and then I did um, the season one rankings, basically, for classic reviews, which is the last episode for season one. Uh, basically, because I had so many vastly different products and films and video games, I uh, ranked which ones I did and didn't like in just a 8 to 1 kind of thing, um, or best to worst kind of thing, so you can go and check that out if you're interested in which ones I liked specifically more than the others. Um, yeah, that's about, that's about everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org this week. Uh, if you missed it a couple of weeks ago, Robert also started something new called uh, Random Rental Reviews. He did uh, specific, uh, Pacific Rim sorry, Uprising. Uh, so you can check that out under the reviews tab. And if you click on uh, random rental reviews, that will be on there as well. So yes, all of that is on entertainmenttalk.org. And now we're going to go into the news that we have. I'll let you go first. What would you like to talk about today? Alrighty. Uh, first up in the category of, yeah, you can do that, but why? Uh, <laughs> there's a new app in the App Store, in the iOS Store, called OneCast. Uh, OneCast lets you stream Xbox games to your iOS devices. I mean, obviously, on the Microsoft platform, they've set that up where you can stream to your PC and all that. But if you own an iPhone, iPad, or Mac, you can purchase the OneCast app on the App Store for $11.99 for your iPhone or iPad, or you can get, it's $20 for the Mac, and that uh, lets you uh, stream content up to 1080p on your Apple devices from your Xbox, which I'm not quite sure why you would do that, but it's a thing, so okay. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not sure why you would, because um, you can't connect like your Xbox controller to your your iPhone unless it's I guess the Bluetooth Xbox One S version. I'm not sure. Um, I know that you can connect your uh, DualShock Four to uh, your iPhone through Bluetooth. Um, so, if this is for, is this for games? It's for anything. So okay. I mean, I can kind of sort of a little bit see that. For like, if you wanted to game on your Mac and, you know, the, the main TV was getting taken away or being used for something, you know, 
and you had like company over or something, I could sort of maybe a little bit see that, but this is such a limited use thing that, especially for $20 on a Mac computer. Yeah, I'm just trying to like, because if I'm on my phone and I want to watch like Netflix or YouTube, I'll just use the apps that I have. I won't like yeah. stream from my Xbox necessarily. Plus then I can turn the Xbox off, go in a different room, which presumably I would already be in. Because uh, if I'm in the room with my Xbox, I'll use YouTube on that. Um, so yeah, if I am leaving the room for something or out of the house, I turn the Xbox off and use the YouTube app. So I mean, it's good, it's great for options. I'm not like complaining about that. I just don't quite see what it's for, and unless like I don't know, w- would you be in a situation where you're streaming a game to your iPhone from your Xbox in a different room, but then like. With the controller reach, because um, the 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 streaming to Windows 10 thing is kind of good, and only if you've got good internet. If you don't, it's basically useless. Um, I mean, it's a great idea and stuff. I'm just trying to like figure it out if you get what I mean. Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah, uh, but if you've got really good internet and you like streaming to different devices and stuff like that, then I suppose it's good for that. So, um, yeah, unless there is like a micro. USB cable to USB, and you can plug it in that way. I, I don't know. Um, what, what do you think of this? I don't know. I mean, it, like I said, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm. It's cool that you could invent that tech to do that, and it's cool that you know you can do something like that. But again, it just it makes no sense as to a situation or circumstance to where I would need that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Then again, like like we all say, if you would like to use that kind of thing, and you've maybe been waiting for this then uh, it's probably good for that so uh enjoy what you want to enjoy because we should all we should all try to learn how to enjoy things because the spider-man yep. controversy was just just absurd last week um oh uh, yeah it, it, it was it was funny on uh i'll, I'll talk about it in the, in the spider-man bit uh that we have um what else would you like to talk about well if uh you got the graph paper, the slide rule, and the abacus handy. We can go over the Division 2 release date and pre-order guide. Uh, obviously, the Division 2 has been mar- has been hyping up uh, pretty well. They have the official launch date for March 15th on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, said that it won't launch with a Battle Royale mode, but they're not uh, ruling it out. But they uh, released all their pre-order bonuses, and man, is it convoluted. Mm-hmm. So you've got the generic basic pre-order bonus of a hat, which is, you know, a cosmetic skin hat with the Division oh, logo right. on it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Access to the private beta, the Capital Defenders pack, which is a hazmat skin, and the lullaby shotgun. And that you get uh, pre-ordering it um, with anything of that. Um and it's not completely everything. I mean, that's limited to Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, or the Microsoft Store. Okay. Uh, there's the Division Two Gold, which gets you everything from the above. Uh, early access to the game three days in advance. Uh, the one-year pass, which is their uh, first-year DLC plans. Uh, and that's for all four stores as well. Um, and that's more. That's uh, $110 US versus the $60 US for the uh, the standard pre-order. But then again, like I said, that's the part of the uh, the, the Season 1 DLC pack. There is the Ultimate Edition, 
which you can only get either GameStop or the Microsoft Store, which is everything we mentioned before, as well as the digital add-ons for the Elite Agent Pack, Battlesworn Secret Service Pack, and First Responder Pack. They don't go into details as to what you get on that. Uh, and that's only, again, that's only at uh, Microsoft and GameStop, and that's $130. There is the Division 2 Dark Zone Defendi- Definitive Edition Pack, wow. which includes everything from before and includes a 30-centimeter high figurine of one of the main protagonists in the game, Heather Ward, a book of lithographs, the game soundtrack, and a Washington, D.C. map. I'm assuming it's a modified map for what they're going to do with the within the game itself. Okay. And finally, yeah, finally, there is the <laughs> Division 2 Phoenix Shield Collector's Edition. They just keep coming up which, with fancier names for the better editions, yep, don't they? The, which the, is everything the in the edition ultimate. is no longer the ultimate edition. You've got, like, yeah. Super Deluxe and Phoenix and whatever. So. Yep, uh, and it includes everything previously uh, described. And then it goes into, uh, in addition to that, it goes to uh, um, an, an articulating figurine of uh, Brian Johnson, who I'm guessing is another protagonist in the game itself. Okay. Uh, a steelbook metal case, a book of lithographs, a selected game soundtrack, and the Washington, D.C. map. The interesting thing, well, not interesting... But the thing with the Ultimate Edition Phoenix Shield Collector Super Mega Special Bonus Bullshit Pack <laughs> is that it's only being sold through the Ubisoft store ah. uh, for PS4 and Xbox One, so no PC version of that. And it's $250. Hmm. The uh, Ultimate Dark Zone Definitive Edition Pack with the uh, the Heather Ward characters is $190, so... Yeah, I, I remember when you started talking about all these and listing them and stuff, and uh, Jim Sterling's not a big fan of, like, special Ultimate Phoenix Super Massive Editions or whatever. Um, uh-huh. And, like, he always kind of complains about, like, oh, you've got so many different things and, and that kind of stuff. He's going he's gonna to have a field day with this. Um, and, and I don't know if he's uploaded a video yet or, or whatever, um, but uh, he, he usually kind of... Uh, and I don't quite understand it, but sometimes it is funny just to see him moan at something, just kind of the way he does it, I guess. Uh, but uh, that might be kind of funny. What um, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, the cost thing I don't have the issue with because the ones that have come with the figurine, obviously those aren't cheap to make, and you never know how many you're going to sell, so they're going to... You know, obviously, they're not going to be, like, limitless. I'm sure they'll make a few thousand, maybe a few th- few ten thousand in, like, the initial run. And for the people that like collect stuff and have the money to collect stuff, mm. hey, more power to you. It's yeah. just... Yeah, if you've got th- money... There was, what, like, six different versions of that game? I think that's how many you said, yeah. I lost count, and I'm yeah. too sick to, <laughs> to remember. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you like collecting stuff and you like massive ultimate editions to like put on your wherever you want to display it uh then this is probably for you so um yeah i'm probably just gonna just rent the game if i even do want to end up getting it uh, i haven't quite like i don't feel like i've seen enough of the game yet to to think about it plus it's all the way out in march and we have games coming literally in the next couple of weeks so i've not really thought about the division per se 
Um, isn't that the same day as Trials comes out? I think it might be. I know it's the same month. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's the same day or not. I can't not. remember the, the, the date. I think it might be like the 13th or 14th, which of course I'm going to be playing that when that comes out. Um, but yeah, if you, yeah, like we said, if you want to get these sort of things, then this is, this is probably quite good for you. Uh, just make sure you get the um, right thing in the right place because it seems like yeah. um, some... Do you remember when they had the Batman editions of these and it was like... Uh, there was different DLCs at different shops and everyone's like okay how do we get these without spending like loads of money but then they ended up releasing them in like season pass or, or something like that I remember they all did come out eventually well, I'm pretty sure they did um, yep. so yeah things can get get a bit convoluted with that but um, I think as long as people end up getting the thing they want to and they pay the price that they feel is okay um, then, I, then I guess that's fine so um, yeah, like I said, I, I really, really like Ubisoft stuff. Um, I did like The Division. I never really finished it. Um, but, uh, yeah, still pretty happy with what Ubisoft are doing, so. Um, what yeah, I liked it. <coughs> yeah, I liked The Division, too. I, I was really bummed that I could never find a group that was on consistently and played consistently enough to do any of the in-game stuff. Mm. But it definitely had a strong enough first-person story mode to warrant playing through it. Um, and past that, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, uh, you just, if you like the, the first one, you'll probably like the second. My, my only real concern is if you go back to, like, the initial uh, um, E3 trailer for The Division and then see how different that was from uh, uh, how they launched it and how mm-hmm. it was at actual launch and how it was after a few little bits of gameplay... Um, my worry is, is that the Division 2 is going to do the same thing because we saw, all we've seen so far is heavily scripted uh, combat. Yeah. And it didn't look anything like the gameplay from Division 1. And you kind of got to figure it's going to have at least a similar visual uh, layout to that. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we'll just see from there. I know that uh, Greg Miller loves the Division, so he'll probably buy one of these things or, or something. So, um, yeah. yeah, if he has fun with that, then uh, that's great for him as well. All right, let's move on. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, Anthem, uh, Bioware mm. is starting to really hype up Anthem, which is now slated for a February 2019 release. Mm. You know, that's one of the, assuming. Is that one of the February 20, 20th games or 22nd? Yeah, it's yeah, right in that mix with uh, Red Dead 2, Super Smash Brothers, um, and Fallout 76 are all coming out between now and then. So, yeah, you know, yeah. February 2019 might be a nice little sweet spot uh, for that. Yep. Uh, but the interesting thing is, is they did release a uh, uh, a video out, which you can look up on YouTube. It's called Our World, My Story, and it's their uh, attempt at you know making an MMO. Which is what an anthem essentially is, to where you have a unique storyline and you're not kind of tied into, you know, just the generic story yeah, of it. Stuff, to, yeah, yeah, yeah and to, to where they want to have your uh, story be more personal, have your actions really affect the world. Um. So basically, what's going on is is that uh, you'll either have to pre-order anthem or be an EA or Access Origin member to download the demo that's coming out soon they don't have a release date for the demo i think it's uh, um the, february 1st or 2nd was what I, what I think i read this week yeah, yeah. about that yeah um, um is that the, like a, a demo demo or a beta i never really saw the information properly get released for that so 
I don't know. Hard telling. That's yeah. one of those things that you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real interesting thing, I did watch this uh, gameplay. It's called Gameplay Features. Um, and the real interesting thing is when they were talking about the game, they didn't say Anthem. They said the Anthem. Mm. As if Anthem was some sort of object or MacGuffin that was going to be central revolving around the plot. And I don't know if they did this on purpose or if this was just an accident that they left in, but that is what caught my eye, is that apparently, at least from the, the wording and the phrasing, Anthem is an actual object. Mm. So you mean like if in Lord of the Rings they said the ring instead of ring? Yeah. That kind of thing. Because like, obviously, the ring in Lord of the Rings is the very like prized possession thing, uh, and uh, Smeagol really wants it. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it would be kind of interesting, like, I guess a mini twist, like the game is now, yeah, and stuff, if, like, if what you're fighting for is the Anthem, maybe, or is some kind of object, um, it does seem like at the moment what we've seen is that it's a bit more, like, of just a fight for the, the land kind of thing, or just fighting the monsters, because I guess, like, you know, that's just the, the war that you, you seem to be in, um, but it would add something kind of cool if there was maybe something you were protecting, or some kind of, uh, place maybe we, we don't know so uh-huh yeah um i i'm kind of i don't know i don't have any excitement yet for anthem mainly because like mainly because i'm looking at the games that are coming out in the next couple of weeks like i said like spider-man's tomorrow and then you've got uh Assassin's creed which i'm really looking forward to tomb raider which i'm kind of looking forward to uh, I, i'm looking forward to tomb raider but it's going to get overshadowed by spider-man um but i guess then like xbox one gamers will have be able to play that more or whatever um but then you got like red dead that's coming out uh got assassin's creed like i said and you got some other stuff so i'm I'm mainly thinking more about them as opposed to like these february games but hey maybe when we get into like january february and we see a bit more and 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 more gets revealed i'll maybe get a bit more excited i'm i'm interested in the gameplay that it has which is essentially like iron man i guess iron man with Mm -hmm. with a gun um I, I do want to maybe wait for the game to come out and see if there's any kind of... If he has put any tricks up their sleeve, I guess. Because, um, like, we we don't want a battle, Battlefront 2 again. Like, where they said, oh, we, no season pass, story mode, and it's all looking good, and more characters, and you can, like, do the multi-generation thing with it, and then there's microtransactions. I hope that they, I hope that they just, just release it and just treat it normally, I suppose. Um, so I want to wait to see what happens with that i guess i'm saying um and then if everyone says no this is really good and it's really cool then i'll like be more excited and probably jump in so how about you yeah i mean that's one of those things that i i hate the fact that you have to pre-order the game to do any kind of a demo which but i do understand that but still i really want to play the demo of this game and see what it goes yeah i'm interested i'm just kind of cautiously optimistic so and it like i said it's more in the distance and that so um, but we'll see what they uh, they have up their sleeve. And of course, if they, it does come out in February and doesn't get delayed, they won't have another E3, so they'll have to just show us what they can in between now and then. So, we'll see. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, PUBG has officially gone 1.0 on the Xbox. This, was, this came out uh, earlier this week. So they've officially released, officially, 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 officially <laughs> released on the Xbox One. Uh, they added the Sandhook map, uh, and more importantly, they added in achievements for the game, and more importantly than that, they retroactively added achievements in for the game. So if you played a lot of this game before it went 1.0, 
and you don't have it installed on your system anymore, all you have to do is download it, install it, and launch it, and then any achievement that you got that would qualify for an achievement will automatically pop through your system. Oh, cool. um, and I found this out because on one of the Facebook groups that we're in, <coughs> they were showing people that had like apps on their phone that would show Xbox uh, achievement notifications. Yeah. And they were just piling through and piling through and piling <laughs> through. Well, I imagine people that have played this game for probably hundreds of hours already will have a bunch of stuff that will that will pop up. So uh, yep. that, that's cool that you don't have to... That's one of my questions about Nintendo, when if if they do release some kind of achievements thing, um, or whatever they're going to call it, if, like, do I have to go back and do stuff in Zelda and Mario and, and Crash, or is that stuff going to pop already? I don't know. Because, um, like, I've already done a fair bit in Zelda and, and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um... I, I I do think that when Battlefield comes out with theirs and Call of Duty comes out with theirs and whatever other games come out with their Battle Royale modes, um, like if The Division does or if Anthem does have something in there, that we're going to quickly go to a space where we just had Fort, uh, Fortnite and PUBG and they were competing and now it's like everyone else is kind of piled on, on top and it's going to... I mean, it's good for competition because it means the other developers have to, to care that bit more. And I'm not saying the developers behind PUBG and Fortnite haven't tried, they really have, but um, it's just going to be inter- interesting for competition, so um, yeah it's good though, it's good that it's finally gone 1.0 I hope it's not we have a few released, and actually released, I suppose um, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things that, uh, it's nice to have the official 1.0 version of it mm. it's obviously very cool to get achievements for things that you've done. Yeah. Uh, but past that, I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of uh, PUBG. Uh, it was one of those things that it... I mean, it was kind of cool, but it still never ran really great, even on, like, the Xbox. Even, yeah. I mean, I, on my PC, I can kind of understand, my because my PC's kind of old, I can run some games pretty good, but something like that, I always had a lot of pop-in problems and a lot of uh, uh, drawing problems. Yeah. But past that, uh, I mean, it should be at least scaled to play decently on my Xbox, and it's not. So, do you think you'll play? Do you think you'll jump back in now that it's gone one point Uh, I played a little bit of it, but again, the, the there's still the draw rate issue, and there's still uh, oh, okay, um, the graphical issue. So, okay, um, yeah, I haven't played Fortnite for a bit, mainly because I've just been I've just been focusing on Zelda for for so long. So, uh, but I will jump back in at at some points. There's just uh. There's going to be a lot of games coming out, so uh, competition for game time with, I guess, everybody is going to be uh, going to be tough. So um, you've got to make the best game you can and uh, get in on the competition. So um, okay, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, if you live in one of the selected cities, you can get an early preview of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Nintendo is doing a uh, demo event uh, five different days over here in the States. I don't know if they're going to be doing a similar event in uh, in the UK or anywhere else. They're just announcing the times for uh, the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 8th and 9th, which is going to be this weekend. It's going to be in New York City and uh, San Jose. Uh, next weekend, 15th and 16th, they're going to be in LA and Chicago. 22nd and 23rd, they're going to be in Dallas and Minneapolis. Uh, 29th and 30th, they're going to be Atlanta and Denver. And October 6th and 7th, they are in Miami and Seattle. Uh, now, these are demo units. They're going, only going to be able 
available in one specific location in each city. So you would need to go to each city link on the article and see where that's at. So if you happen okay. to live in that city, uh, you know, just look for that and you should go be able to go from there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm again, Smash is an, there's going to be so many multiplayer games at the end of this year. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And Anthem wouldn't have even been out at that point. So, um, and you've got uh, Skull and Bones will probably have some, some multiplayer stuff. Uh, and and again, these games will probably have their own audiences, um, like the people that want the pirate stuff, or the people that really do like Smash more than other games, um, or the, the diehard Battlefield or Call of Duty players will will be there day one for for their thing. Um, but it it is going to be interesting multiplayer wise as well, not not just even battle royale wise, just multiplayer wise. Um, how things are going to do, um, but I guess it does help games like Smash and like um, Mario Party, which is coming out, and uh, still got Mario Kart and Splatoon and stuff like that. It does help that they're all kind of on the go and stuff. So um, th- there was going to be a um, Nintendo Direct later today, which we were going to do maybe something for, but I guess we could uh, we could probably do something on that on that next week maybe once we have um, details and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, what what do you think of this? I mean, it's always good to get the the fan hype going, and it's always good to get mm. uh, you know the the name out there. That's one of those things that uh, uh, it's always important, especially for uh, <coughs> for in the Switch because this is something that's been talked about a lot with the uh, different pundits and casters. Is the Switch had a really really hot launch? I mean, there's no denying that the Switch you know had a great launch, but then again. The downside of that is they had all their games out within the first year. At least all the important games that everybody wanted. I mean, there was the uh, Mario game, there was the uh, kart racing game, and you had Zelda. All three of those were launched, not necessarily launch titles, but launched within the first year. Yeah. And they don't have anything else. I mean, it's not like a generic developer like uh, um, uh, Ubisoft or uh, um, uh, Bioware or Bethesda or anything like that to where, you know, you've got games uh, coming out in general uh, format and general platforms. Pretty much outside of the, the stuff they're just porting to the VR, to the uh, the Switch, rather, uh, Nintendo doesn't really have anything else except for uh, Smash Brothers. And it's... I don't want to say it's not a unit seller because it will definitely sell units. Oh, yeah. But probably 75-80% of the people that buy this game already have a switch yeah yeah um yeah i mean so they got mario party which might be kind of do kind of well uh smash has obviously got a lot of hype behind it you've got uh mesh prime 4 we don't know when that's coming out though uh i've heard about a hd collection which would be good because that would be a good way to to introduce the series to me i suppose if i want to try it um i i i'm interested in their third party support going forward as well because you've got um Shovel Knight just came out. Um, you've had some other things that came out recently. Uh, like you had, you had a string of really good games in the summer that came out. Like you had uh, South Park. You had um, like Max Curse of Brotherhood, which I thought was actually kind kind of a, a good game on the Xbox when I played that. You've got Little Nightmares. I think that was the deluxe edition. Um, that's a very very good game. Crash Bandicoot, obviously. Um, they had uh, Wolfenstein recently came out. So they're doing they're doing okay in terms of third party support. Um, but I'd li- I'd like to see them try and push that even more. Um, but yeah, in terms of their next two big games, I think will be Smash and Metroid Prime Four. 
which Smash comes out at the end of this year, and then maybe Metroid Prime 4 will be the end of next year. I don't know. They, they'll probably announce some new stuff today, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, anything else you want to say on that? Uh, no. I mean, like I said, it's always good to build the hype for the game. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like people aren't anticipating this, but this is going to be one of those games that uh, Nintendo needs to come out with all... You know, Pistons firing, they need to have their online thing really sorted out and really getting going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of cool with, because um, I watched sort of the, the Smash Directs that they did and when they announced new characters, and it, it was still fun to see, like, okay, I don't, I have no idea who this character is, maybe, but a lot of people are like, oh my god, this character's in the game, and I'm like, that's really cool that, like, they're, they're continuing to make their, I mean, I know who a fair amount of the characters are, uh, like, one of the more some of the more basic ones, but when you see like these other little uh, characters get announced um, and people get really excited, that's uh, that's very cool to see. So, uh-huh. um, but hopefully, uh, Crash and Spyro on the way because those, those, if I was to pick two characters or I guess one, it would be Crash. If I was to pick two, it would be uh, Crash and Spyro. So, uh, we'll see what happens. There's still time, obviously, so it can still happen. Um, but we'll see. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the last thing that I have is okay. that they've officially announced two uh, PSVR bundles. So uh, they're obviously still pushing the, the PlayStation virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, the first bundle that's coming out is called Creed Rise to Glory, which Creed is kind of the next generation movie, which is something that I talked about in my random review for Pacific Rim Uprising. Is that the, uh, uh, the boxing film? Yeah, basically yeah, okay. what that is, it's... it's um, it's Creed, it's, so it's Apollo Creed's kid, uh, played by Michael B. Jordan, who yeah. you would know if you've seen, hell, pretty much anything these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really good movie. Obviously, it stars Sylvester Stallone, and it's kind of a passing of the torch of boxing movies. So okay. where it's essentially, I mean, essentially it's a rewrite of the original Rocky movie, if you've ever seen that. Uh, it's very, very similar in terms of... Uh, plot line but it's got a lot more going to it and plus michael b jordan is awesome yeah he's good as an actor yeah uh and i'll the the bundle comes with the game based off of that movie and it comes with Didn't know uh, that there was one but that's cool yep yeah. uh it comes with super hot vr which is a kind of a cool game yeah uh so that is going to hit the store shelves on september 25th uh which is the same day that the game is uh launching makes makes sense yeah which yeah, which would make sense, uh, and it's uh, three forty nine US, uh, so I don't know what that would be uh, UK. I, I don't know. Uh, this, yeah, the second bundle is called Astrobot Rescue Mission, <laughs> and it features that game and a game called Moss, which I think is that uh, oh, RPG a, where you play a little, mouse or a rabbit. Yeah, mouse thing. Yeah, there's the other one yeah. called like Mutant something, which is the non VR. Uh, that's that's a different title, but they kind of have similar characters I, I, I guess um, it, it confuses me a little bit when I see that because like, oh Moss is the VR little animal thing and the bio mutant thing is like the, the mutant version of whatever that isn't VR but uh, there you go um, yeah. I'm interested to try both of those so yep um, so that the bundle comes out Octo- uh, October 2nd which is the same day that the Astrobot Rescue Mission game would come out, which also makes sense. Okay, uh, that's actually a little bit cheaper. It's only two ninety nine US, three seventy nine Canadian. So I don't know what that would be in the UK, but I'm guessing the reduced cost is based off of the two games. So I'm assuming that uh, Astrobot and Superhot are less expensive games than Creed and 
I'm sorry, Creed and Super Hot are less expensive games than Astrobot and Moss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that um, Firewall Zero Hour came out recently, and Greg Miller quite enjoyed that. He said it was like a team-up shooting kind of thing. Uh, he spoke about that this week on, on Gamescast. Um, no, I'm still interested in VR. I still am in the same position as I was uh, a few weeks ago, where I'm just kind of looking around and seeing uh, prices and stuff. Um, but I'll pick something when I... Uh, I'm able to, so. Um, have you looked into VR anymore? Uh, again, I mean, I still don't even own a PlayStation, uh, so what that's not really an app. PC or something? The the gear is just too big, too bulky, too many wires, until it gets down to that one gear that we talked about either last week or the week before, to where it was essentially the size of, like, a snorkel mask. That I might do, um, just because, you know, physically it would look space, but, again, that price was, like, Two thousand twenty five hundred dollars, something wow. like that. So, okay. I mean, the cost just isn't there, and they're really outside of. There's like maybe one game that I want to would want to play in VR. That's Beat Saber. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen videos of that game, but that actually looks really cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm interested to try the uh, the Batman VR, the Spider Man one. Um. Super Hot might be kind of cool in VR, and there's the whole bunch of uh, there's like the London thing, uh, like the London robbery bank thing it came with the vr world i, I think uh um yeah maybe maybe the hellblade thing if that i'm oh not that's not coming out on ps4 um but yeah some of the other stuff might be kind of cool so um but yeah what i'd probably do is download some of the demos that i've heard of and uh go from there um all right should i move on to my stuff this week yeah um that's all i got so cool uh henry cavill um, who you might know as playing Superman, which I don't like that version of Superman, but I like Henry Cavill. He's cool. I've got no problem with him. Uh, has been cast to play Geralt, uh, Geralt of Rivia, in uh, Netflix's Witcher series, which is coming at some point soon. Uh, we don't know exactly when yet. Uh, yeah, it's as simple as that. Henry Cavill, who plays uh, Superman at the moment in the DCEU, uh, is playing Geralt in, which, in the uh, Netflix's Witcher series. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I like the casting. I mean, obviously, he's a decent enough actor. I mean, Superman, you know, Batman versus Superman and Justice League aside, I think those movies both suffered from uh, the writing aspect of it uh, more than anything else. I mean, uh, I haven't had a chance to see it because I'm not the biggest fan of it, but he's in the new uh, uh, Tom Cruise. <coughs> Sorry, the new Tom Cruise uh, Mission, Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Which is where that whole CGI mustache thing came from. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see him kind of do something a little different. I mean, it's still basically a superhero film without being a superhero. But it's nice to see him get out of like the uh, superhero genre and just to see what he can do in that kind of a world. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't have no problem with Henry Cavill himself. I think he's he's done... He's done a good job with the version of Superman that I don't like, so make of that what you will, I suppose. Uh, you can do a good job as a character that someone doesn't like, I suppose. It's just the problem with the character itself. But anyway, um, I haven't seen the new Mission Impossible either, so I don't know what he's like in that, but uh, I've heard that he's he's pretty good in it. Um, where, when I look at Henry Cavill, I just don't see Geralt. Um, I think again he could surprise me and do a really good job. I I don't know what he's gonna be like there. I can't I can't judge him on that. Um, is it something specific? Is it like the physicality of it, or just the age? Know. Or 
I've seen other people say like uh, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister could do a good job. I, I could see him. Uh, a lot of people said Mads Mikkelsen could have done a good job. I agree with that. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just look at him and see Superman too much. And because like granted, when like the first photo of him comes out as Geralt or something, it might look more like him, and I might be like, okay, I see him as it now. But at the moment, when I just look at him, I don't see him um, as that character. Uh, so yeah, like he, 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 I mean, he could do a great job, and he could completely prove me wrong, and I, I'd be very, very happy with with that. But um. Because I heard a few weeks ago, like, oh, Henry Cavill might be Geralt, and I was like, really? And then it was like, Henry Cavill cast as Geralt, and I was like, wait, it actually happened? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit more on the cautiously optimistic, sort of confused sense. Um, but then I saw a bit of an interview with him where uh, he said he was, like, really excited to play the role, and I'm, I'm very happy for him and, and his excitement. And I heard that uh, the casting director went to him first, so, like... Yeah, maybe they just see see something in him that I that I don't quite yet. But um, again, like I reserve judgment until I like see the character himself. So um, yeah, that's roughly roughly my opinion. So yeah, um, that's one of those things that you really need to see something yeah, yeah. past the casting. Yeah, like I said, once I see him as a photo or in in a trailer or something, and if he looks more like Geralt and looks different and looks better than what. I'm thinking at the moment, then I'll be quite happy with that, so, um, but I'm, I'm almost just surprised, like, it was this weird rumour that you see on these, like, clickbait sites and stuff, and yeah. I was like, really, Henry Cavill? And then he came out and it was like, oh, he's actually Geralt now, um, but, uh, there, there are definitely worse choices that you could, you could pick for, for, um, Geralt and stuff, um, I don't know, just don't quite see it at the moment, so that's all, all I, uh, can really say, but, uh, I don't know, so... Um, when do you think this might come out? The, uh, uh, if they've just started casting, it's not going to yeah. come out for at least another year, at a minimum. And that's being generous, because you don't know how much post-production is going to go into that. Um, so, maybe 2020, 2020 mid-2020. Yeah. And that's, that's being generous with, like, they've already got the script down, they've already got a good supporting cast done, to where they've just, uh, you know, they wanted the one big name uh, in that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd say 2020, probably. Uh, Alright, let's move on from that and talk about the Spider-Man Spider -Man stuff, I guess. Uh, some more Spider-Man stuff. The DLC will take place in Manhattan. Um, I'm not sure if this is all the DLC or just the first one. They did release a um, teaser trailer with... Uh, not Catwoman. What's the... Black Cat. Yeah, you know I get mixed up with that. Black Cat. Um, I know it wasn't Catwoman. I just couldn't think of the other character's name. Uh, with Black Cat um, being in the trailer, uh, she looked kind of cool. Um, it's, it's very short. It's like a minute or so and Spider-Man is chasing after her. Um, so I don't know if it's just this DLC that will take place in Manhattan or all of them, but that's what I uh, saw in, in some research that I did earlier today. The DLC itself, if I bring this up here, is called uh, The Heist, uh, which, you know, um, Black Cat herself and Catwoman, they're both kind of thief type characters, so, uh, some sort of heist will be involved, and Spider-Man obviously has to stop it, so I'm guessing that's what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much open world this would be, but I really couldn't see them doing anything outside of Manhattan, since that would require building and rendering a whole new city. Yeah. Unless they had something that they could, like, copy-paste into, you kind of gotta figure this is just gonna stay in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh... 
so yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. That's it's coming out. Um, you've got the first one, which is October, and then November and December. I think are the are the next two episodes. We don't know much about the other two yet, uh, but we will, I guess, in in due time. Um, the game's getting mostly nines and a few tens here and there. Uh, IGN gave it an eight point seven, which was reviewed by uh, the Beyond podcast Beyond host uh, Jonathan Dornbush, which I I really like the guy. I really like him. Um, he's been doing a really good job on Beyond since. Um, I guess Max stepped aside or took a break, or they just they said that they're kind of experimenting with their uh, their hosts and stuff. But Jonathan's done a great job since he's been on. So, um, do you listen to that podcast at all? I do not. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it in a while. So okay, it's changed a bit over since. Like I remember when they first started, and it was um, Marty and and Max, and a lot of people didn't quite like it. I guess because you know they were used to Greg and Colin for so long. Uh, and then they they changed quite dramatically. Uh, but no, the game's getting mostly nines and tens from everywhere. Um, do avoid GameSpot and Digital Foundries uh, reviews. They do have spoilers in them. They may have been updated by the time between when they were uploaded and today, so they may have taken the spoiler footage out. Uh, but they do have spoilers in them, so avoid those reviews. Um, unless you you know have finished the game or whatever, and you want to see their reviews. Uh, I'm not saying to avoid GameSpot or Digital Foundry entirely, I'm just saying the reviews because they have spoilers in them. Uh, I unfortunately did see the spoiler. Uh, it's not something too massive, but it's something that you wouldn't want. You would want more of a surprise of it, so uh, of course I won't say what it was. Um, so what do you think of the scores and the and the uh, accidental spoilers, I guess? Well, accidental spoilers aren't something you can really avoid. I mean, there's always uh, spoilers in some level when you review a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, past that, um, you know, it's one of those things that I don't really care about reviews and review numbers. They're they're just kind of arbitrary to me. Okay. Um, I've I've always been more of a fan of people that do those kinds of reviews if they say, yeah, buy it now, buy it later, or pass on it because and that gives you more of a sense of. You know, is this something I need to play now, or is this something that I can just play whenever, or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the review scores and stuff that came out. Um, I was going to mention something earlier, but it was to do with the, yeah, they, they in the Digital Foundry video, they, um, I happened to skip to a point in the video where, um, what was it where they talked about the puddles and stuff and they were and the guy kind of just said like there's no there's only a change in the size there's nothing else here and they he kind of swiftly moved on from it uh but it was almost kind of funny that they they addressed it just to kind of quickly be like yeah there's no like they, they said there's no graphical downgrade in in the game itself even outside of of that particular scene they said like the rest of the game holds up and stuff so uh that's that's very very good um, of course, I'll probably talk more next week on gaming. Talk about the game itself once I've uh, actually played it myself, because I haven't yet. So that would be kind of fun. Um, now we're gonna do a bit more of a a topic kind of thing. Um, we're gonna be, be, I guess, loosely predicting next gen. We don't know too much about it yet. Uh, the PlayStation Five and the next Xbox haven't even like been announced, but they will be on the way. Uh, and Nintendo will probably do something after the Switch. We don't know what that is, but we're gonna be. Doing some guessing, some predictions. Uh, of course, we're going to be right and wrong about stuff. Um, is there anything you would like to predict up front? Uh, yeah, I'm going to predict that they don't actually make an official, official-ish generational thing for uh, uh, Xbox, just because they've already set themselves up to not have to do that. 
Yeah. Uh, with they've already had two uh, console, you know, hardware refreshes with the One S and the One X, and so with all the backwards compatibility that they're doing, uh, and the fact that they're only now just starting to come out with 8K TVs, and you're not even at like a good 40 percent uh, of uh, uh, adaptability for the 4K TVs. Yeah, not everyone even has those yet, so. Yeah, so there's no real reason to do <coughs> anything dramatic. I mean, they're always going to be playing with tech. They're always going to be seeing, you know, how can we make this better? How can we make this cheaper? You know, how can we do this, that, and the other? I just don't see an actual, actual, like, any kind of refresh anytime soon. Okay. Do you see a PlayStation 5 happening, though? Yeah, PlayStation 5 kind of has to happen. Yeah. Uh, just because they still can't do like native 4K, even though they can do 4K, it's still not like, uh, um, you know, there. I mean, hell, if you don't even buy the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, even if you do buy the PlayStation 4 Pro, you can't play a 4K disc. Mm-hmm. It has to do it digitally. Yeah. Uh, so hardware-wise, there's a lot of changes that they can make uh, to do that. I wouldn't see anything out at least another year, just because. They don't have to. They've got so much sales in the PS4 and the PS4 Pro that, uh, you know, they're so far ahead they don't really need to make a next generation. But past that, they definitely could. I mean, there's definitely things they need to improve with their game. I mean, we're still getting reports of, uh, you know, game lag and game slowdown. More for, uh, occasionally, depending on the game, we get a little bit from uh, Xbox, but it always seems to be more on the PlayStation side. Honestly, they need to. What they really, really need to do is fix their store, because this yeah. is the one common complaint I hear from people that are that are heavy into the PS4 is that the store is old and outdated, and it's not. It's kind of clunky, and it doesn't really have a good fluidity to it. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So, um, yeah, mostly on the same page as you. I think that uh, I think you'll see a PS5 that is, or PlayStation 5 rather, that is either as good as the One X or, like, close to it. Because um, I think in terms of hardware, that's one of the things that they do need to improve, and that's one of the things that the One X does do very well. Um, so I think if we see the Xbox One X just be that for the next couple of years or whatever, uh, and then you see a PS5 come out, I would say earliest 2020. I would say latest is, like, 2022. Um, that's r- roughly the range, I'd say, on time-wise. Um, I think you'd see... Uh, if it if it comes out 2020, I think E3 2020 or May or just before whatever uh, is when it will get revealed, and then I think it will be out. You know, holiday holiday season. That's what they tend to do. Um, uh, see, I think the Xbox will. I think what they're gonna focus on now because you've got you've got the hardware, you've got the Game Pass, you've got Gold that's doing really well. Xbox Live is really good. I think that they're going to over the next couple of years focus on these new studios that they've um, acquired and getting some exclusive, some more exclusives out. Because uh, then once they have that, you kind of have uh, a bit of a complete package because then you've got you've got the Game Pass which supports backwards compatible games because they're on there as well. You, you, they, they, they just added the uh, original Xbox games which support I believe like up-res 4K in, in some sort of way. Uh, the 360 games do the same thing, um, so they've got that kind of nailed down. Uh, I just think the only thing left that they need to focus on is the exclusives, and I think you will see some more of that over the next couple of years. It would be nice, timeline-wise, if like maybe two years or so, or a year after, 
the PS5 comes out, that's when we start to see what these companies are working on now. Because it's not going to be... I don't think that's a 2020 thing. I think that's more of a 2021, 22-ish. Because uh, some games take, you know, three to five years to make. Or if you're Last Garden or Final Fantasy, you take ten years. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's roughly what they're allowed up to. Not maybe exactly like that, but I think that's roughly the timeline we're looking at. I think um, in by 2020 or 2021 or two, um, I think you'll see just a new version of the Switch. I think that they'll have to keep... I think what would really help Nintendo... Is if they still keep the same game cartridge thing, uh, they still have a Nintendo Switch, but it's like a 2.0 version, uh, like a Nintendo Switch Plus or something. And uh, all the feedback they've got about like the Joy-Con sizes and some of the charging things and the D-pad, that can be their chance to really fix them and then of course make the Switch more powerful. Because when you've got these uh, further generation games or next generation third-party games coming out, uh, so things like um, I'm not saying like Cyberpunk is going to be on the Switch necessarily, but these more the games that are going to be coming out in the future, so the switch will the new switch would be able to support them because there's no way that in like um, two years or whenever it's going to be when Cyberpunk comes out, that's that thing. I don't think that's going to be on the switch. So I think they'd have to come out in order for them to compete third party wise and have more support there, which is what I alluded to earlier. I think that they'd have to come out with like a a plus version of it, and uh, it would yeah, it would give them the chance to like. I don't know, make, yeah, make be- better battery life and have a more powerful system and fix some of the, uh, oh, some of the complaints that, uh, people have. What do you yeah. think Nintendo might do? Uh, I don't know if they will do it. What I'd like to see them do is come out with, like, a Switch XL and then just have, like, beefier Joy-Cons, uh, you could do you that know, as well, yeah. Make Maybe. it, make it physically designed for somebody that's not a nine-year-old kid. <laughs> Which I know that's going to be 80% of their market, but then again, they're also playing on nostalgia. Mm. Yeah. Because all their games... as well, so you do have, like, dads with big yeah. hands and, and whatnot, so... Yeah. Um, well, yeah, hell, I mean... you don't even have to come out with a full console. Just come out with, like, a, a Joy-Con XL pack to where it's just uh, beefier uh, ones that still fit in the Joy-Con slot, just designed for people with bigger hands. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think I think they'll probably go down that route as well because if you look at the two DS and the three DS and then the XL and whatever, the um, I think the two DS games can play the three DS ones, and then you've got the XL version. So I think that they'll probably like repeat that. I'm not saying they'll come out with a two D or three D version of the Switch. I mean, they could, and you could probably turn off settings or whatever. But because uh, they've come out with like different sizes for the DSs and stuff, and I think that they'll basically. Um, they could do along the lines of what both of us are saying, which is they do a refreshed version of the Switch that still re- that still supports the cartridges, but then also maybe make a bigger version. So yeah, I think that they could do that. Um, and then, what do you think in terms of games? Because that's basically hardware. Uh, yeah, well, like we talked about previously, uh, the games, they gotta get new launches from third-party developers. I mean, it's cool and all that they are getting yeah. games like Doom and whatnot ported to the Switch, but they need to get uh, a lot more original games. They need to get a lot more games that are, uh, you know, coming out same time, not like mm. two years old, three years old, something like that. Now, granted, that's going to be tough for them to do with the hardware limitations. Yeah, which is why they need of the switch, new hardware eventually. So yeah, yeah. But no, but to be fair though, they've never really cared about hardware. That's something that they've always, uh, you know, we'll just do games first, which is why I've always liked them, which is why I was always rooting. 
for the switch to to not fail. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know if it was going to succeed to the level that it did. I just was hoping that it wouldn't fail. Mm. Especially after uh, the Wii U. So. Yeah, especially after the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm a little, not hesitant, but just not as sold as uh, Smash Brothers being uh, a, a seller for the Wii U because, you know, they had Smash Brothers on the Wii U and it didn't sell the console. Um. So what about from games, uh, PlayStation and Xbox-wise? What do you expect to see, kind of, that one? Uh, games, obviously, with uh, um, with Xbox, you've got uh, uh, Crackdown 3 coming out here within the next year. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is probably not going to be till next year at the earliest. I hope it's earlier, because that demo we saw last week really got me hyped up to play the game. It looks super cool. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the horizon. Uh, Sony is definitely in a better position with exclusives. I definitely think Microsoft needs to get on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, Microsoft is also putting itself in a position to be better, to be able to come out with more games on a more consistent basic uh, basis with all the theaters they've been buying up, the uh, studios they've been buying up, rather. Uh so it's that's one of those things that's kind of hard to judge because Microsoft is uh, they're not playing it close to the vest because we kind of know what's going on, but they're definitely playing it not for now. They're definitely playing everything to be you know three years down the road, five years down the road, whatnot. Mm. That's why they've been doing all this backwards compatibility stuff, which can't have been cheap. And you know I'm sure on some level it is making them money, but this is more to set up the ecosystem to where you don't have to think about buying a. Uh, a new, a new console every yeah. other year. Uh, what about um, PlayStation? Uh, they absolutely have to do some kind of backwards compatibility, at least to the yeah. PS4. If they don't, they... I mean, they've already shown that they're supremely arrogant with their last E3 conference. Mm. The fact that they had one demo and then made everybody move to an entirely different studio, that a different weird. theater... Yeah. Just to do that. I mean, that just reeks of arrogance. That reeks of we're in the lead. We know we're in the lead. So we're going to do whatever the hell. And sometimes you get good stuff out of that. But that just came off really bad. At least for me, that came off pretty bad. Yeah. No, I agree. It was a weird conference and everything. Um, so if you were to think of PS5 launch titles, what would they be? Uh, it would have to be something that you associate with the PS4. So maybe another God of War. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's God of War a... 2, yeah. Well, 5. I mean, God, the God of <laughs> War that came so. out was 4. Yeah. Um, next, next God of War, yeah. Um, Neo 2 probably be ready by then. That was announced, E3. Uh, yeah. Or might be ready by then. Um, maybe, maybe Last of Us 3, Uncharted... I think that will Although be I... a. Um, I think Last of Us Two will be a cross-gen thing. Either that or PS4 release, and then PS5 comes out and it's backwards compatible. Because then it will be like, hey, this game just came out. You don't need like a remaster for it. So um, they could probably do that. I I, I think. Uh, yeah, the ne- whatever the next Uncharted's going to be, they did say going forward that like even though Nate's story is concluded, uh, or Drake's story is concluded, that um, they want to do more spin-offs and stuff, and I think the uh, Lost Legacy with Chloe and uh, Nadine was very good. Uh, maybe they could do a sequel with those characters, or you could focus on 
uh, like Sam and Sully or, or, or something. Um, I think that will probably be a, a PS5 launch title. Uh, see, Go- Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, I'm not sure. I think uh, Ghost of Tsushima might be the same as Last of Us. That might be a cross-gen thing. I think that... I have a feeling that, Go- that um, Death Stranding is a PS5 launch title. And it doesn't come out on PS4. Yeah, that that one I could actually would make sense. I mean, it's still so early in the development, mm. even though they're still showing demos of it for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they'll probably come out with that stuff and then third party games, uh, which of course they'll have not much problem with because uh, you know Xbox and PS4 they get the third party games. So um, yeah, I, I think that's probably quite a solid launch lineup. You get you got Uncharted there, you got like maybe cross platform thing with Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima and then you've got uh God of War Two, you've got um oh yeah, Nia. Um they might have a second one. They said that they wanted to do that as a long term franchise. Um so that could probably come out. Uh unless they like spread them out a bit. I don't know. But uh, there's the But yeah, there's some there's some option for them there, so uh, any other predictions? I think that's about it. That's games, software, or hardware. Um, but yeah, well, I, speaking I, speaking of hardware, the uh, the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which was helping people with uh, they might have some limitations, mm-hmm. uh, that officially is out and launched, so that cool. you can uh, check out. Yeah, I saw some. Uh, there was a video yesterday. I, th- I think the guy's name was. Ryan, maybe I, I don't remember him saying his name exactly, uh, but he said like um, he'd gone over to his friend's house and passed, and he'd have trouble using the controller. And he said that like uh, this controller is very comfortable for me and stuff. Uh, and he he was kind of basically expressing how happy he was. So uh, really happy for him and other people like him uh, that are able to game much more comfortably. He really did kind of stress like I really struggled with the uh original controllers and he said that like this adaptive thing is is very comfortable for me so um that's really good that's really good for those kind of people because uh, yeah. uh, everybody should be able to game so yeah um so yeah uh playstation and nintendo hopefully you'll come up with uh with something i wonder what the joy cons are like to hold for for those slightly less able i don't know i can't imagine those would be comfortable at all yeah yeah i mean this there's several different ways you can use them. Uh, you can use them like on the switch, on the uh, oh, what do you call it, the controller holder thing. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, and then you can use them like separately. But yeah, they are a bit uncomfortable. So, um, oh, speaking of switch, I forgot to talk about this earlier. I bought a um, a gaming grip and a carry case, and the gaming grip has made things so much better. Um, because the switch in a handheld doesn't exactly have handles. It's just like it's it's literally kind of a controller without a handle on it and it's a bit awkward to hold. I did have like silicon stuff which was okay it was still a bit uncomfortable but it was better than like holding the switch normally but um, I basically got this sort of yeah, holder thing and it's got um, essentially the, the Joy-Con holders that you have, it's got those sort of handles and they go at the edges and the switch kind of just slots in uh, I've also got a carry case because I didn't, well I didn't have one so I got one of those uh, and, and with this thing I got like 20 game cartridge holders or whatever um but that's good for those people that want it uh as well uh, i also got these little like thumb grips and they actually go inwards instead of out so my thumbs are able to control that a bit more so yeah i've been pretty happy with that last couple of days so um yeah that was that was quite good i got it from uh, argos if anyone's curious 
Uh, I don't think that's in America, but that's in the UK. So uh, that's where I got that from as well. Um, but no, I think that's the end of this week's podcast. Uh, I think we talked about everything we wanted to. Um, the uh, Nintendo Direct is later. We will be talking about that next week. Um, if there's, you know, we'll probably probably pick and choose stuff. If there's like random 3DS games that we don't have interest in, then we won't really talk about those. But uh, I'm sure that I'm sure they have like some online stuff, some Smash stuff to talk about. So we'll probably talk about that stuff next week. Uh, until then, of course, I'll be playing Spider-Man. Look out on my Twitch channel for me going live with that. Uh, but yeah, that's everything for this week. Thank you all very much for uh, listening. You can find all of our content on entertainmenttalk.org, as I've mentioned before. Uh, if you'd like to support what we're doing here, sorry, if you'd like to get in contact with us, entertainmenttalk.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. There's also Twitter at etalkuk. There's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. There's also the email form and the website, which you can fill out. Uh, you can uh, put your email and comment in there. That will get sent to me as well. Um, yeah, that's how you can contact us. Support if you like to support what we're doing here. Of course, iTunes. Please rate and review and subscribe to the new feeds and the original Entertainment Talk feed. That would help be helpful as well. Uh, of course, like I said, I'll be posting those on Twitter and Facebook if they get accepted. Hopefully, they do. Uh, I'll let you guys know when those go live, basically. Uh, and I'll be doing a bit more of that today. Um, yes, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. If you are shopping on Amazon, buying some games or whatever you like to buy from Amazon, uh, you can please consider using our affiliate link. That's where we will get a small cut of the amount that you are spending, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes, I've already mentioned that enough times. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on those feeds. Um, and then word of mouth to your friends, family, neighbours, co-workers, anyone that you might talk to about the websites, just tell them the, the link or the iTunes feed, show them show them that, so they can come and discover the content for themselves, and that would be really good. Uh, last thing to mention, uh, if you'd like to watch me and Robert play various different video games, he's got one on Mixer, and I've got one on Twitch, as I mentioned. Thank you all very much for listening to this week's episode, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>